the business savvy singer. Hey there, and welcome to the Business Savvy Singer podcast. I'm Dr. Greta Pope, and I'm so glad that you're here. This podcast is dedicated to vocalists and to those who love them. We interview singers who are working professionally to get a glimpse into their lives and celebrate their personal journey to success. Join us weekly to learn how to move your career forward. Get tips and recommendations to help you realize the career of your dreams. You're listening to the Business Savvy Singer Podcast, brought to you by the privatemusicstudio.net, providing online education to build sustainable careers in music. Also, Eternal Wolf Music, producing audio for every need, and Greta Pope Entertainment, for the finest in entertainment. Hey there, and welcome to the third season of the Business Savvy Singer podcast. We're so glad that you're here. This season of the podcast features weekly interviews with professional singers of all genres and backgrounds, in addition to featuring experts who provide support services for singers. Join us each week for great information to move your career forward. Keep in touch with us via social media. We want to hear from you. Hey there, and welcome to the Business Savvy Singer podcast. Today, I have a gentleman with me that has like the most (laughs) magnificent voice. Many, many wonderful things have been written about him, and he is just very dynamic. He's a Grammy and Emmy Award-winning baritone, Reginald Smith Jr. He has one of the most exciting baritone sounds to come along in years. His voice is ample and thrillingly dramatic. That is a review written by Opera News. Here's another one. The standout among the vocal soloists was Reginald Smith Jr. The warmth and amplitude of his baritone was matched by the communicative impact of his singing, starting with the electric, hall-filling charge he gave to Friedrich Schiller's opening lines about raising voices in joyful song. That is a review by the Baltimore Sun. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce you to Reginald Smith, Jr. Reggie, thank you so much for being with us today. No problem. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely. So we want to know all about you. How? Do, first of all, where are you from? How did you get started in music? Well, I'm from the wonderful city of Atlanta, Georgia. Ah, okay. Um, well, as we would say, I was born and raised in Atlanta, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm the youngest of five children, mm-hmm. um, and I am very fortunate that I come from a very musical family. Wow. Um, music has always been in and around the house, at church, at home, in the car. I mean, and and not just, you know, traditional gospel music, which is, you know, a lot of my background, but 
you know, my mother was in a uh, collegiate choir. Oh. Uh, and so, you know, she still knows her alto part to the Messiah. Wow. You know, uh, <laughs> my brothers and sisters were in choir. Yeah. So I did school choir mm-hmm. from second grade all the way through uh, 12th grade. And I liked it so much that I decided to get a degree to teach kindergarten through 12th grade wow. for music education. That's very cool. So I, um, you know, I, I, I'll say that I've always been in music and I'd seen many plays and I'd seen, you know, um, things with the Atlanta symphony and, and different organizations, but it wasn't until I was in high school that I saw my first opera Mm -hmm. and it was different from a play where someone has a microphone and there's a little synthesizer, you know, synthesizer. And I love it. Mm -hmm. I love musical theater and all of that, but hearing the unamplified voice. Yeah over a full orchestra in huge, elegant costumes with a big backdrop was just eye-opening. It really changed my life and it changed my idea of what music and music performance could be. And from there, I was sort of bitten by the opera bug. Wow, Uh, that's fantastic. Now, what was that first opera that you saw? I'm just curious. So, funny enough, I was in uh, 10th grade and we went on a day trip to the Atlanta Opera's final dress rehearsal of this happy opera called Tosca. (laughs) (laughs) I knew nothing about the show. I didn't know any, you know. And so I just remember thinking, man, the the first guy died, and now the baritone (laughs) dies, and the tenor dies, and she, like, jumps off the... It's like, this is so dramatic. I think I like it. (laughs) Yeah. The other thing that I vividly remember from... Tosca with the Atlanta Opera at that time was the soprano was great, the tenor was great, but when the baritone Scarpia came out, not only was the voice dynamic, it was an African-American man. Wow. And I had never seen an African-American man singing in this way. Not, you know, not on the big stage. I knew of Paul Robeson from studies in school, but Mm -hmm. I literally thought to myself, wait, black people do this for real? For a living? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it was the amazing and the incredible Donnie Ray Albert, who still sounds fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And uh, I've I've had the occasion many times to thank Mr. Albert for um, For changing changing my life. life That's right. My idea of what I could do as a black kid from Atlanta, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so, uh, anyway, it's, it's, it's really remarkable, but to sort of fast forward a bit, I was fortunate enough to attend the university of Kentucky, okay. uh, where I studied vocal performance and music education, okay. Kindergarten through 12th grade. So lots of, uh, good morning kids. <laughs> and like, what's up kids? You know, all at the same time. It's great. And uh, my goal was always to be an educator. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Always wanted to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. And I was fortunate. That, and I love singing. Mm-hmm. I like doing shows. I like mm-hmm. doing solos. But sort of the idea of having a professional singing career was not something I ever really thought about. Mm-hmm. Until my teachers said, maybe you should wow. really pay attention to this. Maybe you should try, you know. That's great. And so uh, I'm, I'm blessed and fortunate that there have always been people that could see around the corner when I could only see to the corner, yeah. you know? Yeah, and that's so, so important for children, for young people to have that encouragement because young people don't know. 
you know, they don't know, you know, how they're performing compared to someone else or that they truly have an exceptional talent like you do. You know, it's just, it's fantastic. Well, thank you. Fantastic. Yes. So once you finished with college, then what happened? Well, I told my teacher that I was so tired of school because I did the extended stay route in order to do <laughs> in order to do my uh, student teaching abroad yes. in Germany, which was oh, pretty nice. cool, and to complete both degrees. That's wonderful. So I said, I really don't want to do a master's program. And he said, are you sure? And I said, I think I just want to apply to young artist programs and kind of see what happens. Good for you. Which was one of the most nerve-wracking experiences. <laughs> After all the applications were sent, I thought, God, I should apply to at least one school. <laughs> it's great. Thank, thank the good Lord above. I was accepted into and uh, was a member of the Houston Grand Opera Studio. Fantastic. Um, so <laughs> that is fantastic. Wow. Yeah. yeah, you know, and and all because your teachers encouraged you to do that. That is just it's it's so 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 important and it's also important for children or young people or other singers to see you just like you saw someone that looked like you performing it it made you feel like boy i can do this absolutely it's one of the things that i think is vitally important and most of the organizations where i have uh, performed will tell you i'm always asking about education opportunities mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is there a way to talk to kids in the school or do you have, you know, young students coming to the performance? Because that's really, you know, that's sort of where my heart is, is mm -hmm. always sort of helping and nurturing it's and amazing. trying to encourage the next generation and show them that there is something else that they can do, that there's yes. something more. Yes. You know, I, I always consider myself incredibly blessed and it humbles me to think about you know, I, I came from a family full of love, but mm -hmm. not full of money. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that love is important, though. That love is important. And the encouragement. It is incredibly important yeah. and, and great support. And mm -hmm. I'm always grateful for it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the, as the youngest of five, mm -hmm. even the thought of going to college yeah. was very daunting because, you know, we've already taken out loans and, and right. you know, folks of the children. Mm -hmm. And uh, if it was not for my music scholarships, I would, wow. you know, who knows if I had gone to University of Kentucky or stayed in Georgia or, you know. Wow. That's so, fantastic. So um, I, I consider it, I consider myself very grateful. I'm definitely not self-made. It is a community <laughs> yeah. that raises a Reggie and thank God that community is still helping a brother out. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That is great. So now tell us about the Grammy Awards and the Emmy Award. Tell us about all of these awards that you've won. <laughs> you know, the funny thing, people ask me all the time, well, what was it like going to the Grammys? Well, that was the year that everything shut down. Oh, man. So I watched the Grammys on TV and <laughs> online like everybody else. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. So it what was were still you... exciting. What I won you... the Grammy for being on the recording uh, of Porgy and Bess from the Metropolitan Wonderful. Opera. Wonderful. With such a phenomenal cast and, of course, such an amazing organization. Fantastic. It was sort of the, the cherry, you know, 
on the top best. of the cake, on top of the pie that, you know, we ended up winning a Grammy. So it's very, very cool. Very, very cool. And I will tell our listeners that we are recording this interview on Zoom. So I'm able to see Reggie and he's wearing a Porgy and Best t-shirt. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I love the show. It's, it's, it's a you wonderful know, show. It is a really phenomenal show. And, you know, the Emmy, which is really cool, is... um. I've sung several times the Holiday Pops concert with the Dallas Symphony. Mm -hmm. And every year it's recorded for, you know, the, the big TV broadcast, the special Christmas yes. broadcast. And one year it was, uh, several years it's been nominated for an Emmy, but one of the years that I was a special soloist, it won an Emmy. Wow. And they awarded the Emmy to the symphony and to the television station and the producer, and I said, wait a minute, <laughs> I did six solos on this thing. Can yep. I get an Emmy too? Yep. And so I emailed the Emmy organization. I love that. And uh, they said, well, you'd have to get a letter from the TV and the letter. And I said, okay. I And love so that. I did. And after they reviewed everything, they said, well, you had a significant part in this broadcast. So you can be awarded an Emmy as well. So Sometimes I, asking questions and trying pays off. That's right. That's right. I was going to say exactly that. You got to ask for what you want. That's absolutely that's right. right. That is fantastic. So what are you doing today? I mean, what, what, what kinds of projects are you working on? Well, currently I'm getting ready to uh, go to Newark, New Jersey, to sing with the New Jersey Symphony. Nice. And I'm doing the Fory Requiem, which is a piece that is very near and dear to me. I've, I've done the Fourier Requiem about six times now. Wow. Um, and surprisingly, this will be my first time doing it fully orchestrated with a big wow, orchestra. Wow, that's wonderful. But uh, when I was in high school, my junior year, I was 17 and we always did a sort of major work. Mm -hmm. And the major work that we did was the Fourier Requiem. Oh. And it was my first solo with orchestra in a major wow. work. Uh, and so... Full anyway, circle. before it's very, uh, it's sort of etched into yeah. my brain, into my heart. Yeah. And so I'm looking forward to returning to the piece after a number of years. That's great. Full circle. Full circle. That's I love it. That. Full circle. Yes. <laughs> and then I, uh, I'll go to Fort Worth to be a part of Fort Worth Opera's production of Aida. Wow. Why I get to sing a role that I also love very much, which is Amonosro. And I, mm -hmm. you know. He's maybe not the best father, but I mean, he means well. So <laughs> he means well. <laughs> you know, it's just the intention is there, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then you know, another thing that I love to do, um, and and it's really interesting because at least probably a third of my season is usually concert and recital rep uh, performances. Mm -hmm. So after Fort Worth singing Aida. I'll go to Mercer University in Macon, Georgia, nice. and I'm doing a recital and doing a master class. So sort of, whoop, you yeah. know, switching gears. That's great. And then right after that, I go and I do the Brahms Requiem with the uh, Memphis Symphony. So, wow. That is fantastic, <laughs> Reggie. Very exciting. You're busy, busy, sort of busy. Up, down, up, down. Yeah. And then, of course, the big, uh, the big thing that I have coming up this summer is uh, my debut at the Santa Fe Opera. And it's also a role debut singing Scarpia in Tosca. Talk oh, about full circle. Yeah, full circle. <laughs> Bravo. You are doing some exciting things, and it's just, just wonderful. Now, I want to ask you what you would tell a young person 
coming along, wanting to have an opera career, what would you, what advice would you give to them? Learn everything. Mm-hmm. You know, to be a performer, it takes all of who you are, mm-hmm. all of the experiences, all the emotions. You know, you never know when someone's going to ask you to dance on stage or yeah. that, you know, you have a show that has dialogue or, you know, that get, there are always random opportunities that sort of come about. Mm-hmm. I've only done it one time, even though I would love to do more. I've done a voiceover for a commercial. Ah, cool. And they asked me, I, I did it and they said, you know, here we will have tons of things, you know. And they said, that's really great, but is there any way you can put sort of a, a, a little twang in it? Ah. And I said, excuse me? They said, it just sounds a little too clean. We need... And so I immediately went to going to school at the University of Kentucky <laughs> and hearing that beautiful Appalachian, hey, mm-hmm. y'all, we're going to work right like, right? Yep, <laughs> so, yep. And you were able to give them what they wanted. tons of things. And they said, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> See? That's you right. never know what you're going to use. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That is and, wonderful. And, you know, that comes up in, like, Carlisle Floyd's fantastic opera, Susanna. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, where you have to talk about Knoxville and Oxville and, you know, mm-hmm. all the other ones. Mm-hmm. So I say learn as much as you can. Yeah. Explore many different opportunities. Do stage management, you know, do, hang lights for a show. I mean, you learn so much about your craft and your being. And when you can bring that to the stage and bring that to the performance, you really are bringing a complete Yes. You know, sort textured, of experience. Yeah, and I think that's, that's really important. Yes, absolutely right. it is. That is fantastic. Fantastic. Are there any other things you'd like to tell us about what you're doing or anything, any other pearls of wisdom you'd like to impart? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm really excited also about the, you know, upcoming things I have in the, the fall, singing uh, Fall Staff at Houston Grand Opera. Yes. And, you know, my mother said, <laughs> my mother said, why do you always play bad guys? You always play all the bad guys. <laughs> I said, you know, I, I like being bad, you know. <laughs> and so it's, Falstaff is, oh, he's a good guy. You know, uh, yeah. so, <laughs> it's good to, you know, sort of play a fun, comical yes. character in the midst of all of my, you know, bad guys that, you know, that I have. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I, I am just... So blessed and honored to be able to do what I do and uh, to do it for a living. And I don't take it for granted ever. I don't take what I do lightly because I know that I've been bestowed a great gift, but also a great responsibility. Yes. And um, for me, I just think it's important to really uh, cherish that gift, share the gift, and then really try to help nurture the gift in others, especially the young young singers. Even if they don't go into music, becoming a lifelong lover yes. and appreciator of music and the arts is is really phenomenal. So yes. that's yes. my education side coming out. Yes, you know? <laughs> that is wonderful. And that's so true. You know, you need the professional performance, but you also need the people that love the professional performance and that will be patrons of the professional arts. You know? Yeah, and you need people also that, going to administration. I mean, right. there are That's a lot right. of really fantastic singers yeah. that have moved into 
administration and it really made our business even, you know, much better than it <laughs> has been in yeah. the past. And yeah. so, you know, again, learning everything yeah. and being, you know, active and sort of absorbing as much as you can, I think is sort of the goal in, in you know, it helps you just be more well-rounded and yes. you get to tell cool stories after, you know, <laughs> back in my day, you know. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Reginald Smith Jr., thank you so much for being with me today. What a treat and an honor this is for me to have an opportunity to talk with you. You are just the bomb, my dear. <laughs> you are. You're well, fantastic. Again, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This has really been uh, fantastic, and I'm very grateful that you thought of me and considered to have me on. Well, thank you so much. Wishing you much, much, much continued success. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Take care. Singers, have you ever wanted to improve your sight reading skills? Do you want to hear harmonies better and sing them more easily? Would you like to be able to improvise and sing more styles of music? Donovan Mixon's performance ear training can help you with all of these things. Donovan has been a faculty member at Berkeley College of Music and is an expert in this field. Doesn't matter where you live, classes are offered online. Visit donmixon.com. Check out our show notes for more info. Good news! We're partnering! The Business Savvy Singer podcast is delighted to be included in the NatsCast network. NatsCast is the official podcast network of the National Association of Teachers of Singing. It's an honor to be part of this community and have the opportunity to provide encouragement, education, and entertainment to singers everywhere. The Business Savvy Singer podcast is brought to you by the PrivateMusicStudio.net, Eternal Wolf Music, and Greta Pope Entertainment. Let us know if you know of a singer who is having great success in the music business. We'd love to share their story and their journey on this podcast. Send your emails to info at GretaPope.com. We've had a great time with you today. See you next time on the Business Savvy Singer Podcast. The Business Savvy Singer. Singer.